Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 142 of the Distraction Pieces podcast, and I am joined this week by one Rory McDonald. Hugely excited to have, uh, have Rory on. It's the first time we chatted. I could only... I'll, I'll tell you what was going on. Originally, it was meant to be half an hour with Rory and half an hour with a, a Bobby Lashley, um, which, which, which would have been fantastic, obviously, but sadly... Bobby got rushed away um and and couldn't could and couldn't make it happen but yeah that is what it is i mean again it's absolutely fine when fighters are over on these press tours and press runs there there's amazing demands on them and and they're hectic and and manic so hopefully i'll have bobby on at some point hopefully i'll have mvp on at some point paul daly a few other people bellator are putting on a hell of a card on may 19th man if if if, if there are any tickets left i recommend you swoop upon them it's it's may 19th at london's sse arena i thought i said that wrong sse yeah it is at london's sse arena um and yeah they've put on a hell of a card a rory and paul daly being the headliner but bobby lashley on their mvp on there some amazing names and faces so it's going to be a hell of an event but it was amazing to get to sit down with a rory mcdonald you will have heard last week if you didn't you should you will have heard last week that um, I had Dan Hardy on and we got to speak for an hour and 45 minutes and we got to go into all sorts of realms. But I kind of enjoy some of these shorter ones where I've only got half hour and we have to get right into it. And Rory was so warm and open instantly. So, yeah, it was fantastic. We brought to you, I should mention, by Speech of Element Records. Head to speechofelementrecords.co.uk. That's my record label um, or speechofelementrecords.com. You can head there and, and, and support the podcast by buying merch for the podcast or for Scroobius Pip. That's me. Um, I'll get into the podcast. Before I do, I should mention that my club night, We Are Lizards, returns to the book club on March 25th. Um, we've got an amazing uh, lineup. Because of the clocks changing and stuff, we've extended the license. So we're going to like 3 a.m., which I think because of the clocks changing is really 4 a.m., but come down and get involved in that we've got eddie temple morris we've got Cutmaster swift we've got dj destruction we've got disco tech credits we've got redshift rebels and, and disco stew of the drunk of drunk cast fame there's a lot going on doors open at eight it's free until nine and then it's like a fiver or something i don't know i don't really pay attention to that but come on down and get involved i'll let you get on with the podcast because we've got a hell of a a hell of a chat f- for you and a hell of a name it's huge to get Roy mcdonald i'm so pleased to sit down with him if you enjoyed this i recommend you go and check out the episode of him on 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 the joe rogan experience because uh they had a longer time and got into into a lot of stuff but for now this is episode 142 of the distraction pieces podcast with rory mcdonald Right, I'm I'm here today with Rory McDonald. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's it's good to have you. And you're in in London ahead of making your huge Bellator debut in in, in London, no less. So how's it been over here? Oh, you is this your first visit? You've got Scottish and Irish uh, a, a, a heritage, haven't you? Yeah, Bobby? yeah, I do. Um, I mean, I don't. Uh, it's it goes way back. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, uh, <laughs> 
you know, just uh, just the last name and stuff like yeah, that from yeah. my mom and dad's side. But uh, no, it's been great over here. I'm super excited to be headlining in London. Yeah. Like, all my career has been in North America, you know, split between Canada and, and the States. So, you know, being in Europe and being able to headline a, a big show like this yeah. is, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's a pinnacle moment for me for sure. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's a, a massive statement on Bellator's part and on your part of of support of, 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 of the UK fan base. Because, again, um, I, I mean... The UFC have, have have done stuff over here for a long time. There's obviously a lot of good British f- f- fighters. You'd argue that people like MVP and Paul Daly are the best British f- fighters at the moment, and they're in in Bellator. But mm. it's always been an area where you might get I don't know a slightly weakened card. It's hard to get mm. the bigger names over here. So to to make a statement of of someone who you know people have been excited and are waiting for your debut to make that statement of putting it on in London is is massive right yeah you know I, I think that's what um you know the beside outside of the states a lot of the the other countries have been neglected a little bit lately yeah. um same thing for Canada a lot yeah. of the same same uh things uh, the fans are saying from Canada as well as the UK so um I hear that but uh you know I think I think we're Bellator is about to be making some really good cards. Like uh, most people are talking now, like the the, U, the UFC card here in London yeah. isn't comparing to the one that Bellator is putting out. Yeah. And uh, though I think the next card I'm on for Bellator will be in Canada, and I think people are going to be saying the same things. I think we're going to bring a real, real well stacked card up there too. Yeah, it's it's a really cl- a clever move from Bellator because um, obviously. The UFC are the UFC. They're 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 the brand leader as such, and have, have been dominant for a long time. But for Bellator, quite wisely, are going to places like I like Italy, where where there isn't much of a UFC stronghold. It's not somewhere they've been in the past. And as, as you said, the UK and Canada and places that feel they've been neglected a bit, yeah. and going look, we've we're a legitimate organisation as well, and we've got a. St- st- divisions and we're getting a lot of great fighters over so yeah it, it makes a lot of sense yeah you know, i'm super happy with what bellator has been been doing they're making big moves they, yeah uh, they're uh they're competing with the ufc slowly slowly you know and they're building their their brand and they're doing it properly they're not rushing in like uh, a lot of the big promotions in the past have made the mistake of just building too fast yeah Hundred percent. And if you look at Elite XC and, yeah. and loads of others, where it's like now we want to take over immediately, or Affliction, yeah. another example. Yeah, exactly. You do one show and they spend yeah. your entire budget, and, yeah. and you're broke. So you know, they have some great guys like Scott and Rich over there. Yeah, and they've been awesome to work with too. So I, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in the promotion that it's going to go. It's going to go far. Yeah, I mean, you tend to hear that constantly about Scott Coke and, and Brendan. Sh- Schaub talks about it on his podcast, and he had um, Phil Davis on recently, and they and they were just discussing exactly that that Scott Coker is someone that he seems to be the fighter whisperer almost. Like people want to fight for him and work for him and be involved in his his promotion. Yeah, I think that's just his laid back nature. Yeah, um, I think fighters can appreciate that. Um, they're used to working with Dana. Yeah, and you know he's he's you know a brash guy you know? and yeah, yeah. over the years he's become a, a different kind of character yeah so uh 
I think people are getting pretty sick and tired of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, it's and it's always good to have that variation. Um, hmm. uh, one thing that the Bellator has got some stick for in the past or, or in recent years is 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 almost the freak show hmm. type fights, and it's not something I necessarily agree with because they've always stacked the cards underneath. Mm-hmm. They've always made sure that you've got Michael Chandler on there or Pitbull yeah. or, or some, or, or, or one of these great homegrown stars, not just imports, not just yeah. people at the end of their careers. So I, to be honest, I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. It's almost like the old school vibe. Like the, when pride was around, yeah. when they, they had the big name guys on the card, but they'd also have, you know, a fight that, fans and this general public just they want to check that out you yeah know? yeah so i think bellator is bringing that that vibe into the new school uh era as well and it it, it gives people a chance to s- steal the show right if, if if you've got all all them eyes on it. i mean you're the prime ex- example of this with connor's first big headline card or fight had had you and robbie on the on on as the co-main and right. In an iconic fight, you know, one of the absolute classic MMA f- f- fights, and mm-hmm. people will talk about that fight a lot more than Dan Connor's fight. It was with yeah. Chad Mendes in the end, wasn't it? Because it was Aldo and Aldo yeah. pulled out. So, yeah, is that opportunity something that you hear fighters kind of speaking of and are aware of? That if you're on a big card and you're not necessarily the main main event, yeah. that you know you can go out there and go right. There's going to be a lot of eyes on us. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard guys talk about it, but I know I know everyone's aware of that. I mean, that's how we get the opportunities you do as a fighter. Yeah, you never get anywhere if you, you know, you're uh, you don't get get any attention. You know, if you just if you're winning your fights, but there's nothing that stands out about you. Yeah, you're probably not going to be gaining any popularity over the years. And luckily, I've had these fights on on uh, on these shows in the UFC where. Either I'm I'm stealing the show, or you know I'm getting one of the bonuses, so people yeah. are taking notice. I was able to move up the ranks a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think it was it was exciting uh, uh, when you were coming through because you were the first example um, in my recollection of of someone who felt like they'd grown up as a mixed martial artist. So rather than coming from one specific discipline, came through yeah. for all the disciplines and. F- focused on athleticism and conditioning and you know all the disciplines in, in, involved so how was that as as that kind of new breed of fighter yeah it, it was it's definitely interesting as i'm one of the, the you know the in the past you know seven years um i was one of the new school guys that yeah you know that had that thing going on where they just started training it was an mma school yeah and that's how they got into martial arts so now you see it all the time. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's funny because because I've been around for that long, people automatically think I'm as old as these other guys that are at the top of the game. Yeah. But I'm still, I'm only 27. You're 27, you know? but you had your debut at are, 16, right? So yeah. that's kind of why it feels you've, yeah. you've got that, that, that life of experience, but yeah. you're still yeah. one of the younger guys. Yeah, they, they, everybody's thinking uh, I'm like 35, 40 years old already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. Lot, a lot of time left. It's it's one of the reasons. I mean, there's there's two things I want to talk about on that. Um, I do want to talk about the move from the UFC and how big that was. But I think as big a move is what you've done 
in this gap in taking that time off and it feels to me that a lot more fighters should have the the brains or or, or the wherewithal to do that because from what I saw was you obviously had a broken nose and and kept a, a, a breaking because you were trying to get back quickly yeah. and at 26 27 you're at you're young enough to go right I can take a year to heal yeah. and extend my career rather than keep fighting yeah. and be finished by the time I'm 30 yeah. you, you, you were at that right age to go right I can it's it's more cost effective it's to keep fighting is a false economy it's the logical thing now is to take some time off heal properly mm-hmm. and then you know continue so yeah. how was that yeah it's it was a slow go i mean the last couple of years have been a little bit like a little bit shitty in my career they're definitely the it's been the dark days i guess yeah you know? sure just being on the sidelines is not not where i plan to be at this age yeah but you know life uh sometimes it doesn't always pan out the way you you plan it but sure. i'm still i still believe in myself i still have a plan you know and uh um, I'm focused. I yeah. haven't lost any focus over these last two years, and uh, I know I'm going to be. I'm just as strong or stronger now. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm. I was. I always knew I was going to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. So course. it's not like I've lost any motivation or anything like that. that yeah. I haven't haven't accomplished uh, championship uh, my my championship aspirations. So I, I still feel like I have have the time. Um, even though I do feel a little bit more rushed, you know, because of these last two years. Yeah. Like, I want to get in there and be busy. That's what I've been saying lately is I want to be in there every three months now if I can. Yeah. I mean, that's great. And and, and has it, it it motivated you then with your opponent um, in, in London, in, in Paul Daly? In, um, I mean, he's, he's a heavy hitter. Yeah, a big-time st- striker where he's fallen down in the past is with wrestlers and with people who can control him mm-hmm. are you kind of motivated to go in there and put on a show and do do damage rather than necessarily going right i can i can probably out wrestle this guy and that would would do the job like what's your yeah. mindset well you know i definitely want to use my wrestling in this fight yeah but it's not not a i'm i've never been known as a pinning no pinning guy no um i if I get on top of you, it's I'm usually gonna knock you out. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Those elbows are coming even from in guard, from from half. Yeah, from, I've been known for my ground and pound. You yeah. know, like everybody knows that you don't want to be underneath me in an MMA fight. So, yeah. you know, I don't. I think Paul's well aware of that. I've heard him say, acknowledge that in the past about me. So I think he's he's gonna be aware that if you know he gets on his back, he's gonna be in danger. So he's yeah. he's gonna be working to keep it on the feet, but. The thing is, is I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be contending with him on the feet too. I'm, I'm, I'm no slouch on on the kickboxing department yeah. either. Yeah, that's great. So, so, what's kind of been the process and focus in the in the time on the sidelines? Um, have you been completely off from training for a period of time? Because obviously, if, you, if you're recovering from a face injury you can't really do any sparring and wrestling yeah. as well it's equally at, at risk it's it's been uh i've been adding slowly yeah. over the months but at the very beginning you know it was just like no contact just yeah. fitness and you know 
bag work and things like that. I was still in the gym yeah. and, uh, you know, staying in tune with what was going on. Yeah. I think it would have been a mistake if I would have just, like, sat at home. S- switched off completely. Yeah. yeah. So I, I stayed fit and uh, I, I stayed busy and I kept my mind in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So so, so what are you have, have always struck me as someone who's so f- focused on MMA, on mixed martial arts. What else is there? kind of in your life that again particularly if you're on this period off although you've still got the gym is there other things that you're into and that have kept you busy and kept you kind of stop you going insane as such yeah well uh i have a daughter she's uh, seven and a half months old now so that's i mean i mean that's gonna keep you busy yeah it's gonna really keep (laughs) yeah no that's been awesome so i've just been enjoying that you know a new part of my life um got into trading stocks Wow. Yeah, so that's that's also a new thing. That's high intensity as well. Yeah, that's no yeah. messing about. No, it's definitely uh it's definitely uh, adrenaline pumping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I I've been enjoying it though. It's it's fun. That's good. That's yeah. good. So um we spoke a, a, a briefly of 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 the advantage of being on the undercard of a big fight. You've got in the co-main event is um is Michael Venom Page. Uh, have you watched much of his stuff? Are you aware of him? as a fighter and how yeah. how exciting do you think he is and how much potential has he got there yeah i've watched a few of his uh you know exciting knockouts yeah. and I, I was at one of his i was at his last fight mm-hmm. um for bellator so i i see what he's about he's he's unique yeah. very unique and you know he's got the he's got the social side down you know he's yeah he's built he's built his name up really quickly yeah unfortunately they I don't think they've given him the opponents he needs to. Of course. To have. I, after this, I think, you know, if he beats Anderson. Yeah. Um, Derek on, uh, you know, the next show here. Which people are, uh, are looking past Derek Anderson a bit. And Derek yeah. Anderson's a, a, he's a, a scrap, high, he's, he's a, a good scrappy, fighter. He's yeah. a scrappy guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what his game plan is besides being scrappy. Yeah. Um, the thing, the thing with that is, 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 uh, you know, he's Venom is such a skilled striker. Yeah, he knows how to avoid those scrappy guys. So, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how that fight plays out. But you know, if if he does get past Derek, which a lot of people think he will, yeah, he is the favorite. Yeah, then uh, you know they they're gonna be their hands are gonna be forced. They have to give him a, a serious name. Hundred percent, and it feels two years or or so ago, the talk would be. He needs to get into the UFC to fight high-level competition. It's not the case anymore. Like no. Bellator has got a stacked, particularly at, at, at lightweight and welterweight and, and that yeah. kind of area. They've got a stacked division now with yeah. Paul Daly potentially or Benson Henderson or all these other names that could that could yeah. come in there. I'd like to see him face a guy like Korshkov even yeah. or you know someone like that. You know, yeah, who's yeah. been a champion, who's off a loss, or Brennan Ward even. Yeah, you know, one of these guys. I think would be a great matchup for him to get into those title contending fights. Yeah. So, 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 uh, so what's in in your mind going ahead? You said you're hoping to fight every th- three months or so. There's a lot to choose from in Bellator all of a sudden. Have, have you got spe- specific people in mind that you'd like to fight and specific or a specific path or route? Or uh, is the title the, the, the be-all and end-all goal? Well, you know, I, yeah, I, I want to fight the champion after if I beat, if I beat Daly, yep. which I plan on doing. That's, that's uh, the, the 
in the near future. I, yeah. Even Scott has already said, you know, the yeah. winner of this gets that fight. So yeah, that's great. You know, after that, I'm I'm looking at moving to middleweight even. Yeah. And and contending for the belt up there. Yeah. And then after that, um, just the big fights I can get into at yeah. pretty much any weight. Yeah. You know, there's guys, there's the old school guys that have got their big names already. I'm not sure if they'll accept, you know, fighting a young guy. You yeah. know, they kind of been, it seems like they've been com- competing amongst each other. Yeah. The older guys. Yeah, 100%. Which I understand. Yeah, again, so, it's, it's logical, isn't it? But then you've got yeah. people like Chael talking about money, weight, and, yeah. and, and, and going where the big... Yeah. Fights are is is yeah. that one that appeals to you? Yeah, I even said it to him. Yeah, uh, you know, like, <laughs> I he, he, I'm cool with Chael. Maybe, I was going to say, how do you respond to that? <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's uh, he's going to be fighting Vanderlei and stuff. You know, they yeah. have they have some stuff booked already, but you know, uh, we got a lot of time, and yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think everybody's open to the, those uh, those fights. Yeah, which is exciting about Bellator. It seems we're not to be ha- we're a- not handcuffed here for the big fights. Yeah, like we are in the UFC. Yeah, it seems to be a place where people are happy to. to jump around a bit more yeah well, more think, freely yeah i think it's just because of the promotion too yeah I, I i think ufc likes to have a stronghold on just keeping it where they they're they're doing the the ranking fights you know yeah. what i mean they're really working on you know in the ladder kind of staying in everybody's lane kind of yep, and building yep. you know uh strong divisions and stuff like that and they've lost that kind of that old school thing where you'd see those big fights get on yeah. put on once in a while just for the hell of it. Yeah. But uh, you know, Bellator's doing a good job. I mean, if it it feels like that might be going out the window in the UFC a bit at the moment with um, a certain Mister George St Pierre coming back, and yeah. again the idea there, people are saying is you'd only bring him back for for big fights, yeah. right? You'd bring him back for these big events. So yeah. have you been working with George? Have you been Oh yeah, I'm I'm always training, training with him. He yeah. he travels a lot. Yeah, and uh, you know I've been actually traveling a bit. See, we miss each other here and there. Yeah. but I mean, um, when we're we're both training in Montreal. Yeah, know, we're working together. Yeah, is he seeming as as sharp as ever on on on, yeah. on top form and ready for a return? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The guy never stopped working. Really, I think. Right. Uh, he, he loves martial arts and he's a competitor. Yeah. So I don't see him missing a beat. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird one because, in general, despite being a, f- a a fight fan, I'm always excited to see someone get out of the game on top, mm-hmm. be able to walk away without too many injuries, with money, with 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 success, with yeah. everything about him. But George has always been such an intelligent fighter that it doesn't seem a concern that he's coming back. Like often when you hear, and and again I've watched him and spoiled him, but when you hear Ken's. Shamrock's coming back, or or someone like that. There's often that thing of just just call it a day before you do yourself any harm. But George, mm-hmm. you, you, I don't sense that feeling with him. It feels like he's such an intelligent fighter and yeah. knows himself so he, well. Yeah, and you know what? He's not even he's not like old by any means. No, he's no. another one of those guys. Just because they've seen him fight so many times. Yeah, you know, he's. I think he's got to be like what thirty five. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, that's that's not a bad age to be fighting at. Yeah. You know, sure. That's pretty good. Like. You know, I still see myself fighting at 35, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's great. And yeah. and do you see, I mean, there's a lot of things you've said al- already that put into reasons of for leaving the UFC, but that was a massive deal at the time. And, 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 and I think your 
in in that re- obviously for your fighting as well but in that respect you're going to go down importantly in history for for, for being a, one of a handful of fighters that kind of took the power back slightly from the system that was set up of the UFC is the brand the fighters are the mm-hmm. are the product as such um yeah. so uh, how did that decision all come about uh, were you thinking purely of your own career or were you thinking of it on a larger scale of a statement of four fighters and four and four mixed martial artists no i was just getting a, a hand on my career yeah um i i don't know how many contracts i've been through with the ufc over the years probably three or four yeah but uh you know it was just it was the same thing over and over again like for example say i'd finish a contract they'd give me like maybe a an increase of like four thousand or maybe three thousand increments, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's, I'm not going, I'm not moving up, and I'm winning. I'm a winning fighter. I'm moving yeah. up the ranks like bang, 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 and I'm not not just that. People are following me. Yeah, you're making yeah. like people are buying my fights, you know, so they're making money Completely. off of me. So I sacrificed for a long time, just like okay, sign the contract, just get me the next fight so I can get to that title. Yeah. But once I got to that title fight and lost it and I got that same offer and that same attitude. Right, yeah. It just kind of made me flip a switch a little bit and be like, I'm never going to get anywhere in this game with $3,000 increment, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Like contracts, like it's just crazy. Yeah, um, I mean, so, a, a title fight and a fight of the year, yeah. you know, performance, and, yeah. it must be tough and to then go, hang on. that, I was, I was just, I was banging guys up. Like, I was, yeah. just, I, I went on a, you know, I beat all the top guys at that. Yeah. I went like, what was it, Ellenberger, uh, uh, then I fought Robbie in a close fight. Yeah. Damien, Tyrone, Safadine, and yeah. then, and then uh, Robbie again, and, and just it just didn't uh nothing uh resonated with them yeah, i guess it's not like there was ever a step down of oh let's have a a cooler a cool off fight or a warm-up fight it was always that high level yeah, the top guys in the yeah, division there was, was yeah i was taking out the guys in the division you know and that's the kind of guy i am so i i think i should be compensated you know what i mean yeah especially because people are buying my fights and i'm selling out arenas yeah i sold out ottawa i think in like a minute or something yeah. like that now they can't even they can't even fill halifax you know yeah yeah so yeah. i think uh, i think they you know i think maybe the uh they're they're going to regret that decision yeah yeah completely but it it must feel good then to walk from that and land in the right place land somewhere where from the the talk and the promotion you're you're being given the respect and and you are you know the the or one of if not the main guy in this organization now that people are talking about and hyped about yeah, no. That must feel like it's it's paid off all your work now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that long contract negotiation and just the whole process of it that took so long, it just it it feels good now that it's just everything's done, you know, and I'm I'm feeling good with Bellator. They yeah. they respect me. They have a lot of belief in me and building, you know, with each other, you know. Yeah. They uh, they want to grow uh with me and give me the opportunities that are going to be the biggest for not just me, but for the for the brand for Bellator, you know. Yeah. So I think uh, everything just works together for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you feel or or have any regret or feel 
that you rushed into the Wonderboy fight um, after s- such a big fight with Robbie where your nose was hugely damaged. Um, yeah. Did you feel you, your eagerness to get back and redeem yourself was 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 a mistake at this point? You know what? It was it was because of the the injuries I took in the gym. Yeah. If I would have just right. took, done the same thing I've done this year and just like actually let it heal, I would have been fine. You know. Right. So um, after the Robbie fight, you continued to to train to, to, and to train. And I get broke injured. it a few times in training. You know, I, even just a couple of weeks before right. the fight. So, you know, I just I just wanted to get back in there. I pretty much just said. <clears throat> screw it you know it'll be what it'll be at this point yeah and uh yeah and but besides besides that besides the injury i could have got through that part of it you know but if, if i would have been training properly yeah and had the right mindset like i do now yeah um i just i it was a terrible approach you know i just tried to be in a karate fighter against a karate fighter it was just absolutely stupid right yeah so do you feel again do you feel that's that's been a l- a lesson in a way to make you go right you you know your own strengths mm-hmm. and, and and fight your fight rather than try and yeah, yeah match up with someone yeah it was definitely you know like uh I, I believe it was it was uh meant to be that things went like that you yeah. know reset my career reset my mindset and uh made me really analyze myself you know yeah and what i was doing in my life and things like that like it, it was a moment where i was like i really had to check what i was doing yeah and make the corrections what i'm gonna re- rewind all the way back now what originally led you into mma or what was the motivation to go right because again at the time you you will have been coming in mma was known and i've been a fan for years now but I always felt at that point like an an outlier in the fans because it was it was seen more as your meathead guys, your aff- right. affliction t shirts. Let's yeah. go and drink some beer and watch people get yeah. a, a bloodied up. Yeah, you don't strike me as that kind of guy. So, yeah. what was it that made you go right? This is what I want to commit myself to. Yeah, it was. It's kind of a funny story. Um, my first day um, at at the MMA school. Yeah, I kind of had like an epiphany moment. Where I was just, I was so happy. I just kind of had a, a feeling inside, like this is what I was going to spend my life doing. Um, as far as being a pro fighter, I didn't really, I wasn't sure about that. At, right. Like it didn't, I didn't even really know about that, you know, at that yeah. point. But like, within like the first month, you know, of just being like completely consumed in it yeah. and watching it like twenty four seven and being on my mind twenty four seven, I knew like that was going to be. A fighter yeah yeah and that's how i got into it yeah so and and and, and you debuted at, at 16 in your pro debut so that, how was that progression in in in, in going through b- 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 because again at that point there wouldn't have been as many um fight companies and organizations so uh, so was it instantly a high level or, or was it a good learning curve or was it yeah there was no throw to the wall there was no amateur mma back then it right. was um it was just like some pro shows, small pro shows. Pro or go home. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it was funny when I when I actually got to the event. The I was fighting an older guy, and he actually asked the promoter if we could do amateur rules. Right. And I was like, No, I won't fight if we're doing amateur yeah. rules. I yeah. want the I want the real thing. You know, yeah. like this is a fight. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, that must have been a weird. Old, 
Oh, or the reaction to you initially must have been odd at such a young age, because I'd imagine a lot of, of of your early fights were against far older older. Yeah, I wasn't fighting sixteen year olds. I did fight Jordan Mean. And right, we, we were both seventeen or sixteen. Yeah, it was sixteen, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't know if you know Jordan Mean. Yeah, He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, hardcore Canadian fighter, but uh, yeah, yeah, we fought like in like the first year of our career. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, it was a 16 or 17-year-old kid against these, yeah, these grown men or 20, 25. <laughs> yeah, that's mad. So yeah. uh, do you ever s- see yourself a returning to the UFC? Is 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 that s- something that's... Because, again, as you said, you, you've you got a lot of, of, of career left. You've got not... I mean, you're probably past the halfway point having been fighting for 11 years, but that's still, if you're saying 35 even, that's still leaving you eight eight good years of, mm-hmm. of competing so is that that something you see or is that completely a, a burnt bridge in your mind at this point no no there's no burn bridge i mean i have no i have no bad blood with ufc obviously i i disagree on a lot of things yeah sure and uh and whatnot but we i never left on disrespectful terms with them yeah um you know i appreciate i've always i was outspoken during all this that uh, i appreciated everything they did for me because yeah. they did give me a lot of opportunities and sure. i'm in the position now that i uh, because of them you know yeah and i, I never forgot that so uh, yeah like you're saying i have a, a many years left and a bunch of contract negotiations to go through and who knows what will happen yeah right now i'm i'm happy with bellator and uh you know we'll see how it continues if it continues to be this good and i'll i'll be happy to stay here but you know Things change over time, right? Yeah, yeah, you of never, course. You never know. I, I have an open mind. Yeah, no, that's that's a good way to be. Do you have an open mind in in in, in where you're fighting as as well with Bellator? Obviously, um, a lot of people like to fight in the hometown. You must be, be excited to return to Canada, as you've said. You've previously sold out huge venues there, um, off your own merit, off your own back. So, mm-hmm. is the plan to after after a London and after as as you said as you plan to win obviously that's it's a solid plan um is it to then fight for the belt in Canada hopefully or are you open to going around the that's that's what I think everyone's saying I think if if uh we get past daily the Lima fights in Canada yeah you know even even Scott was saying that yeah um I don't know if that will be the next fight because he said we might need some time to promote that yeah and I told him like I want to be in there right away yeah. You gotta keep me busy. Right, that's I great. Got the, I got the itch, you know? Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But I think the title fight, for sure, will be a big card in, in Canada. That's fantastic. And I, I love that. So you, you're not looking, or you've just spent two years on the sideline. You're not looking to wait on the sideline now. If no, no. You can have your title shot, but if it's not soon enough, you'd rather fight in between as well. Absolutely, yeah. Staying busy is the, is the key for me right now. That's absolutely f- a f- a fantastic. Well, I'll let you go now. We, we've we got to our, our allotted time, so I'm, 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 I'm very appreciative of, of that. Um, have you got any time to spend in, in the UK? Have you got any plans of what you're going to do, or are you getting uh, to take anything in, or is it very much a, it was a just, whirlwind tour? Yeah, it was just a, it was a fast... Uh, you know, PR tour. I haven't really got much time to do anything else. Yeah. Eat, sleep, PR, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your process after fights? Because obviously leading up, you're in, in, in hard camps. Have you got anything that's kind of your treat after a fight to blow out, to relax, to eat, to uh, drink? 
you know, no, not really. I mean, I love the gym. I like I like that work, but my girl's always bugging me to take her on vacation. So yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think for sure we'll I'll be doing something like that for a little bit. But uh, I'll be right back in the gym. That's perfect. Thing. I have a good lifestyle with the, the being an MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah. So a quick vacation, and then and then looking through the Bellator. Uh, a roster to see who yeah. who's next if you can't get that yeah, that exactly. title fight immediately. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, perfect. Well, thank you very much for, for chatting. I appreciate your time. Cheers. Yeah, thanks for having me. You've been listening to Squibbish Pits. There we go. That was Rory McDonald. Um, I I half apologise. It's a shorter episode than normal, but for fuck's sake, you've got two episodes this week. So still this week, you're getting almost three hours, over two hours. Let's put it as that. Over two hours of podcasts off me for all the MMA heads. So thank you for checking it out. I'll be back next week. My guest is Susan Wacoma, who's absolutely fantastic. So you will enjoy that one. I promise you this. That's all I've got to tell you. If you're a first time a a listener, then thank you for tuning in. Maybe subscribe, root through the back catalogue. There's a lot of good guests. I'll catch you all next week. Ta-ta.